0: I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I've endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. Today I am joined by the incredible Ronnie Brown. Ronnie is the founder of Girl CEO, Herlistic, and the author of From Mopping Floors to Making Millions on Instagram. She's a branding expert, a professional speaker, an author, a mentor, a wife, and a mother of four. She has made her mark internationally in the online and social media business with her revolutionary branding techniques. She went from being a statistic to a success story and turned minimum wage into a seven figure salary within a few short years. Now, Ronnie is equipping women nationwide on how to be the CEO in their business, lives and homes. Ronnie is one of social media's most influential entrepreneurs, inspiring and teaching people from around the world how to create six-figure incomes, become debt-free and live life on their own terms. I hope you love this chat with this phenomenal entrepreneur. So I am joined today by the amazing Ronnie Brown. So I actually started following you and Girl CEO back in 2018, 2019. Really? Okay. No, yeah, I just, I fell in love with your messaging and yeah, been following you ever since. So how did you find us? <laughs> I don't remember how I came across it, but I remember some of the things that you said were things I wanted to say, but didn't quite have the balls to say them. and That's what I really, really stuck out to me. Cause there are, a, there's so many pages out there, but that is what really drew me in.
1: That's so crazy because I think everyone always says that about me. They're like, you say the things that I really want to say deep down inside, but you just happen to say them. And I love you for that. So it's just crazy. This year, I've been really more intentional about saying how I actually feel and speaking up and just being clear with what my intentions are. Mm -hmm. And it's really worked out very well for me.
0: So tell us for those who don't know,
1: who is Ronnie Brown? Ronnie Brown is a super mom of four. I would start there. I had four amazing children, and I think that that has probably been my biggest accomplishment in life, is bringing four children into this world. It has been so hard. Let me just say that. My kids are teenagers, so I think that you have no idea what parenting looks like until you have adults. When you're trying to convince and when you're trying to lead and when you're trying to understand other adults, that's when the true challenge comes in. My oldest son is 20 years old. Wow. And my daughter is about to be 18 on March the 15th. So watching them kind of become their own individual people and being able to be a parent of understanding while attempting to be a friend, while attempting to maintain the discipline that is required, I think that has been one of the most challenging things for me. But it has been something that has definitely grew me in a whole nother space. So a mother first, mother first, two boys, two girls. And outside of motherhood, Ronnie is just a woman who is called to empower and inspire other women to do things that they really want to do in their lives I I feel like my passion is to really push women to use their voices to stand up for what they believe in to be bold in their walk and I've spent most of my time helping women start businesses that allow them to operate in those very things in those very areas
0: how did you get started in there in that industry
1: well, let me just say this. Your calling finds you. A lot of people think you just kind of drop into what your passion is or you kind of drop into what you've always dreamed of becoming. And the truth is that is a freaking lie because it doesn't work like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> So I have so many women that are in my DM. They're like, how do you find your purpose? How do you find your gift? How do you find out what you're called to do? And the truth is you find out through trial and error. Mm-hmm. You find out by doing a whole bunch of shit that you don't want to do. And then you realize, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. This is what I want to do. So, how did I get here? I got here by walking through every door that opened for me and then walking out of them once I realized that they no longer serve me. So I started with selling products online and making products in my home after being fired from my job and then realizing that there was a different way to sell and that was using the internet. And then also understanding that there was so much power in the internet before people realized the power in the internet and not just the power in the internet, but the power of social media. So Mm -hmm. I kind of tapped into social media and I feel like I took it a little more serious way before other people kind of took it seriously. You know, I feel like people are like, yeah, I don't want to put my business out there. I'm a little more private. That was kind of the tone, the undertone that most people had when social media came around. They were like, oh yeah, you know, look at those crazy people. They're putting all their business on the internet, right? And I was the kind of person where I was broken, struggling with children. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use this platform since everyone is on here to post my products on here. And that's really how I grew my business. And after people started to see my success, what happens with your calling is you have a gift, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to realize how your gift can benefit other people. And once you have a gift that people can actually receive things that people can take from you things that will help other people transform, that gift then turns into a purpose.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So people need to see the evolution in you. Right. I tell people all the time, if your dream is about you accomplishing something, you're so far behind and you're so far your way back there. Like you aren't even close to what I told you to do. If it's still about you making a million dollars, if it's still about your success, if it's still about what you have going on, if the goal is not to really serve. And I really believe that I got here because people saw my success and then I was never selfish with sharing my success. So women started coming to me and they started asking me, What are you doing? And I would just give it away because I thought about how hard it was to find women who were willing to pour into me on that journey. People are really selfish mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. sharing energy. You know, people, people would share their success stories all day, right? You know, you get somebody stand up here, tell me how you became successful. And they'll tell you, I'm a millionaire. You know, I made six figures and I did this and I did that. And the bragging part is really good. But when you start talking about, well, what systems are you using? Okay. Who are you using? Who's writing your copy? What strategies are you actually taking? People get really quiet. They become more reserved and they start looking like, okay, she may take my spot or she's exactly information and -hmm. they stand down. So Mm -hmm. I gear being willing to serve other people and give them. Real
0: information. It's something that I, I noticed, not only do you have a large following, but they're all very engaged. They love everything you do. And you can tell that they're it's not just numbers. It's a loyal yeah. following that listens to what you have to say. And I know it's so important, not just about getting hundreds of thousands of followers, but getting those engaged followers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for me, it's really not about the numbers you know for me it's about being able to live a life of this is my journey and you guys can come on this journey with me and people take to me more because i invite them in and show them the behind the scenes my page is not a page of perfection i don't know if you notice that it is more This is what I'm doing. Let me show you how this worked for me. You should try this as well. And people need that. I say this all the time that we see so much of the outcome. We see so much of the after, right? That people are no longer showing the process. So it really hurts people that are up and coming because they see so much of the final product that they miss the process and them not being able to visually see the process, it robs them. Mm -hmm. It almost robs them from being able to understand and be prepared uh, for what really comes with being successful and going to the next level. And there's more to it because it's more to making a million dollars and creating a product, getting a whole bunch of people to buy it. On my page, I share more of, Okay, yeah, you make a million dollars, but how are your friendships doing? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to talk about how people change when you start to become successful? Yeah, you made a million dollars, but how's your relationship going, right? Mm -hmm. Are we going to talk about how people have this admiration and this love for a strong, independent woman, but how do they handle it once they get one, right? Okay, are we going to talk about how there are businesses that are going to offer you a loan for your business, but what does the process look like when you're paying that back, right? Uh, We're going to talk about Shopify making a million dollars, but is anyone going to talk about how it is when you wake up and there isn't a sale? So for me, it's just about tapping into the authentic process of building something, but managing and balancing life as well, Emily.
0: It's funny, my younger brother started his first company a year and a half ago, and he came to me the other day and he was like, he was so discouraged because he's like, I follow all these people on TikTok and they make all this money right away, drop shipping and blah, 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 blah. And I'm saying like, Chris, no, they don't. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's no. just what they want you to see. And he was saying like, well, how long did it take you until you made money? I was like, like two, three years? Yeah. Like I was broke for a long time. And of course, yeah. I didn't post about it. I don't want to be like, hey, look at my one bedroom basement apartment with a super low ceiling that you had to duck when you walked in. People don't usually show that stuff. And it can be so discouraging to the young entrepreneurs.
1: And I did a podcast recently, and I talked about that. I said, you know what gets me? Everyone is rushing to the finish line.
2: Mm-hmm. But when
1: you are at the bottom, when you are struggling, when you are creating that thing, you don't want to show that, mm-hmm. right? Right. And no one wants to go through the process. Everyone wants to rush. It's like, rush, 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 rush. But it's like, I always say like, we have to be realistic about our goals, right? We have to be realistic about the quality of life that we want. We have to be honest about those things. And it took me 11 years to get where I am. And then I started over to rebrand myself a few years ago. So it's like starting over. It's it's actually pivoting and no one talks about pivoting. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's there's just so much more this oatmeal microwave world that we're kind of living in is complete bullshit. And I just think that so many people are going to suffer from like depression and just really giving up because they're seeing so much, so much results Mm -hmm. and they're not really seeing the process. They're not seeing the no's. They're not seeing the falls. Um, No one's posting showing, oh yeah, I'm starting over, Mm -hmm. you know, from scratch. Mm -hmm. This is my life now. I wanted to show you guys this. <laughs> the a really important part right here. We need to get into that place so that we can really help people because we're not helping people showing them the final product.
0: And that was what I really loved about your TED talk too, is where you talk about how you share your different shame and things like that to help people. It's all about helping people.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that growing up, I had a lot of shame that I had to deal with. And that's why, you know, I believe a lot of people never really understand my perspective on a lot of things because they haven't truly been through the things that I've been through. Mm -hmm. And I have four kids. I had children very young and everyone kind of counted me out and all the odds were stacked against me. And when I started dating in my teens, and my twenties, it was really difficult to get people to understand me. In those days, if you had children and you were dating a man, a man felt like, oh gosh, like she's, she needs me to take care of her kids. And it's like, hell no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't. I'm actually probably more successful than you are, but I'm looking for
2: companionship,
1: right? I'm looking for someone who can connect with me intellectually. So there is just a lot of rejection that I experienced and I allowed that rejection to make me shameful in one season of my life because I was quiet and I was too quiet about the things that bothered me. And I was too quiet about the things that made me feel like I was less than. And I think that I really had to get to a season where I had to let that shame go and use my voice and speak up. My mom and my dad had split up. I was ashamed of that. I had kids young. I was ashamed of that. I grew up in the projects. You know, I was ashamed of that. And now I've evolved and I've realized that all the things that I used to be ashamed of, those were the things that prepared me to become the woman I am today. But it has also pushed me to become more confident in using my voice and being mm-hmm. honest about what I want and what I don't want out of life, how did you do that? How did you get past that? I think that as you get older, and this is just for me—I'm not speaking for anyone else—I think that as you get older and you go through certain things in your life, you accept what comes with bad decisions, mm-hmm. and you start taking accountability. Right. The first step to growth is accountability. So I know the bad decisions that I've made in the past. Right. The first thing I had to do was acknowledge those choices. And I also had to think about where I was in my life mentally when I made bad decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. When I made very bad decisions, I was normally in a space of rushing all the time. Okay. I was looking for a quick fix. Okay. I was lonely. Can we just really just touch on that part? Yeah. The things we do when we're lonely mm-hmm. is sad, right? Mm-hmm. And we're looking to put a band-aid on certain things. So in one place in my life, I felt like when I was young, and having these children, I was lonely. And I thought that having children would give me, that sense of just company and love, the love that I wasn't getting because my mom and my dad was separated. My dad was here. My mom had moved. I was looking for that that Mm band-aid, right? That's not a band-aid. A kid is not a band-aid for the lack of love that you feel in your life. Mm -hmm. So I was having children and I was looking for love. I was looking for companionship. I wanted a family, right? It's like I wanted what my parents what I did not see. That family was split up. So I lived my whole life trying to have that family, the picture of the family, not really understanding what really held that together,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which is good communication, right? Two people that can communicate, Mm -hmm. two people that actually get along, two people that can learn to love each other, even when you don't like each other, right? Because sometimes in relationships, you don't like each other, but you love each other, <laughs> love each other right? <laughs> Two people that are financially yoked. People say spiritually yoked, but financially yoked is important as well. When understand you say
0: that, what do you mean, financially yoked?
1: Financially yoked is do you all have the same beliefs financially, okay. right? Because we need to understand that as we get older, that's really important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And being young, you think, okay, you just find someone that you really love, bam, you get together and boom, Mm -hmm. then you get in, in a situation or you get in relationships. I was in relationships very young, right? So -hmm. then you start realizing, okay, you may be a saver. This person may be a spender, okay? You may have good financial habits. This person may have bad financial habits, right? You may do things differently Mm -hmm. when it comes to where you spend your money. This person may do something a total different way, right? So as I got older, my views change, your values change. Mm -hmm. And how do you transition? How did I transition to where I am? Because that was your initial question. It was realizing the mistakes that I made when I was in a very low place. And then I think that as you get older, you care less about the views of other people you know when you're young or you leave out the house you want to be dressed to the tea, you give a shit you want to have like your best fucking clothes on yeah you know your hair has to be done and then in your 30s you start getting to this place and you're like i don't give a shit Like, my baby <laughs> like i'm wearing slippers out here and sweatpants and a beanie you know but i'm getting work done right uh, or so- my pajama
0: pants yesterday my brother was horrified <laughs>
1: Exactly. You really you don't care because I feel like the older you get, the less you have to prove.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We used to think that as people get older, they let themselves go. No, they stop giving
0: a fuck. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now, when do you think personally, it's important to find a partner that has the same income as you financially?
1: This is a very touchy topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very touchy topic, and it's so crazy because I haven't really done a podcast where it has gotten to this question, but what I will say is, I don't think that they have to have the same income as you do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They have to have the same values mm-hmm. as you do. And the reason why I will say this, and when I say values, uh, do they value work ethic, okay? Do they want the same quality of life that you want okay do they understand what's required to have that quality of life so i think that you may make more someone may make less i think that they have to be in the same ballpark it's probably good that they're in the same ballpark as far as mental capacity Mm -hmm. right because if a person doesn't value independence and entrepreneurship right they will become bitter If they see that that's your focus so much because they don't understand believing in something and manifesting and then making it come to life. Right. So that's all they'll care about is their actual wants. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you guys don't value the same things then you can be working towards financial freedom because, hey, I mean, for me, it's like I've been broke before. I've had my car repossessed. I've been evicted out of my home. I've had to go live with people young. I've slept in one of my supervisor's living rooms with my son when he was one years old and I was like broke to the core. So it's certain things that I've experienced that people who've come from a different environment where they have parents that always had great jobs, that always provided for them, who owned a home, they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. So the level, um, they don't understand my fear of ever going back to that place. Mm -hmm. So if you're with someone who's never understood that and they didn't come from that, they don't understand your hustle.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: They don't understand the grit. They don't understand that tenacity. They won't get you. And you'll constantly find yourself re-explaining why, like you're working so hard. So I think as far as like making the same, I wouldn't say, oh you have to like make the same amount of money. What I will say is, know if that person wants more out of life Mm -hmm. because if that person is content or that person is emotional and makes decisions based on their emotions or that person is used to just going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home, and they don't have a bigger dream, then you're going to be looked at as a freaking weirdo for having having a, a bigger dream. So it's not about who makes the most. It's about, do we want the same thing out of life? And do we believe in the same things? Because, and let me just also retract that. You guys probably won't even want the same things out of life. And it's not your job to make someone want what you want. But mm-hmm. do they understand, do they understand your heart and why you're fighting? And can they help you? And can they just encourage you or push you along the journey? Or will they always be complaining? hmm I so I feel like that's where the difference comes in. What do you think, Emily?
0: I agree. Yeah, they have to have that growth mindset if, if that's where you are in. Otherwise, they just don't get it. I mean, I've, I've been in those relationships in the past where they're not familiar with entrepreneurship and it just ends terribly because they just can't understand, you know, you're in the middle of a dinner and you have to get this phone call. It's just so important sometimes when you're in that growth stage or the long hours that you put in. And so, I yeah,
1: think no. people want the final, they oh. want the, the mm-hmm. finish mm-hmm. when you don't have to take the call. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? When you don't have mm-hmm. to jump up, like that's going to be great. But you have, to, I think what I'm learning is just pay attention to people while you're in your process.
0: Mm-hmm. Who was your inspirations?
2: <sighs>
1: Who are my inspirations? Because you
0: didn't grow up in a family of entrepreneurs.
1: I didn't. I, I really didn't. But let me just say this. i my grandmother. Her name is Barbara Williams. My grandmother was always the person who set the tone for me. She passed away in her sixties, but my grandmother was very successful. She owned a ton of land, a ton of real estate, and she was a very wealthy woman. And she taught me about saving. She taught me about stocks and bonds when I was young. Wow. Um, You know, and she took me to North Carolina and she showed me all the land that our family owned down there. So she was probably one of my biggest sources of inspiration. As far as now, I really don't think that there is anyone that inspires me to that level just because that was social media i feel like everything is so diluted
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's just like you really don't know who you're looking at mm-hmm. because when the camera goes on it's just like you could be looking at a whole different person right mm-hmm. it's like a, a script a brand so what i do is i just kind of get information from different people. One of the people that I really admire their brand and how they use their voice to grow their brain would definitely be Oprah. Someone who took their audience and then was able to monetize it at such a high level would definitely be, goodness gracious, but why did my brain just go to a blank? What's her name? Martha Stewart. Oh Martha <laughs> Stewart, yeah. <laughs> She's like the monetization queen, mm-hmm. right? And I would say that those would be like my top two as far as leveraging mm-hmm. and monetizing your gift. But there are definitely, especially like guys, you know, I love Gary V. He's very straightforward. He reminds me of like myself because mm-hmm. I've never met someone who just says exactly what they think like me. And for mm-hmm. so long in my life, people hated me for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when he came along, I was just like, yeah, somebody who just says what they think. I feel regular mm-hmm. now. Like I feel accepted. Can we normalize this? I love his tone, of course. And really, just I listen to a ton of audiobooks. I ride around, I listen to books. I'm just always hungry for information, but I would just say that it's just kind of crazy. I feel like God has guided me in this season of my life because I really don't idolize a lot of people. I'm very. Mm-hmm laid back when it comes to, you know, this is this person, that person, people are like, oh, do you know this person? I'm like, no, you know <laughs> I don't really. And I just feel like I'm just kind of being guided. Like I'm on a journey and, and God has guiding me for sure.
0: I was listening to something the other day and it was saying that Oprah says that she built everything around her purpose and her purpose is to teach. Mm. And I thought that is so neat because she could have taken it in just the Standard, I'm going to be a teacher. Yeah. But instead, she took it and she built it into this huge empire. It's just so neat how you can take what you feel is your purpose, your passion, and create so many different businesses with it once you know what it is. And I, I really think that once you know what you're passionate about, what your purpose is, that there are so many different business avenues that you can go once you have that passion.
1: Yeah. And what I think that people miss is I think that people are always running to the next thing Mm -hmm. or the next business where they don't understand that there are so many different ways to monetize what they already have. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. So, so many of us are used to hearing seven streams of income, right? Everyone says they're like, yeah, I have seven streams of income. And then I'm like, okay, when they say have seven streams of income, Let's not forget the part where you find four streams within the one business model that's there. Right? So you may have girl CEO and girl CEO may have products and girl CEO may have podcasts and girl CEO may have YouTube, and girl CEO may have conferences. I mean, that's like four or five right there, mm-hmm. that's like four or five streams of income that we already have. And I think that what I want to challenge a lot of people to do is to dig deeper into their existing brand versus, okay, I started this company. Oh, here's a whole nother company. And there's a whole nother company. And you just keep going down that path.
0: And for your products, for the Girl CEO, do you design all of those yourself? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love them. There's a few shirts I was looking at. So I need that. And we're coming out
1: with Girl CEO office. I actually have one of them here. This is something new. Whoa. No one's seen it. You guys are the first to see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cute laptop uh, covers and things like that coming out in 2021 so I mm-hmm. guess we're doing a big reveal on your um, podcast because I haven't put it out to the public yet. <laughs> but yeah I do design everything myself I kind of have like a vision for the brand and the direction that I want it to go and It's just been an interesting journey because I am, I'm running two companies at one time. Girl CEO was kind of like my teaching and my place to pour into women. And then I have Herlistic, which is a self-care brand. And I just created that because I started to see how many women were silently suffering from burnout. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we kind of got to the last three to five years. So many women became these successful entrepreneurs. And they didn't understand how it was going to kind of like impact motherhood and, and being present in the home and trying to juggle a company. And it's just a lot. So I started to get all these messages from women, like, how do you balance every question? Balance, 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 balance every day. And I'm like, man, we need something that reminds women that while they're making a million dollars to not kill themselves in the process. Mm-hmm. And so what is Herlistic? Herlistic is a beauty and lifestyle brand for women who prioritize self-care.
0: And so I've looked at it, it's beautiful natural oils. And did you come up with the formulations? Yeah, so
1: we are rolling out our skincare line, working on that probably within the next four weeks. It should come out. But yes, I did. So, went through everything as far as every ingredient, working with a chemist, making sure that targets different things as far as like hyperpigmentation. And I wanted it to be a, a clean product line. So, as clean as possible, but still effective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it has been a hell of a process, though.
2: <laughs> Let me. <laughs>
1: I'm very, um, let's get this thing going. And mm-hmm. I think I had to learn that having a chemist, a manufacturer, and actually creating something from scratch versus just like slapping a label on a skincare line, it takes probably about a year
0: and a half. Yes. And I know I'm the same way. I want to just like, let's get it out there. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I want it done yesterday.
1: <laughs> but I definitely got humbled in that area. I Really humble myself. For,
0: for. So it's available on your site. The products,
1: yeah. The our lifestyle and self care products are available. Our skincare is coming out in February.
0: Okay, so that one's not out yet. What's the lifestyle products? I didn't see those ones.
1: Oh, there's are the, like herbal teas and skin oils okay, and I did see those ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 just things that remind you to just kind of take that moment for yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I love that. You have beautiful skin. It's glowy.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I have my skin oils today. <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to try them. What ones do you use? I use the Neroli oil. That's okay. my favorite. I don't know mm-hmm. if you are I'm familiar with the benefits of Neroli. No, um, I'm not. Yeah, neroli is really good for skin tightening, scarring, hyperpigmentation, but also just really good for tightening of the skin. So I'm using Neroli. And then I also love the rose oil. Oh, beautiful. If you suffer like blackheads or things like that, if you have like blackheads or acne, I would definitely suggest doing like the bamboo oil or the eucalyptus.
0: Oh, beautiful. Okay. I got to try this. Yeah, really. I'm like putting them in the
1: tub, putting them on my face, putting them in the <laughs> hair, like, oh, my God, crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With these different businesses, what do you think is your purpose?
1: I think my purpose is I have two things that I think that I'm called to do. Well, it pretty much turns into one thing. I really think that my purpose is to help women be more authentic, And to create businesses that are built around their authenticity, their voices, and the things that they actually love and enjoy. Mm -hmm. And if you watch me, that's exactly what I've done. I've created Girl CEO because I want to provide information to help women reach a level of financial stability so that they can do the things that they actually enjoy and they're not settling in any area of their life. Because most of the time when women are settling is because they don't have the finances to make good choices, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, from the beauty and wellness side, just being a mom and just being busy and being an entrepreneur and being a CEO, just making sure that I'm... Also, reminding women to not kill themselves in the process of trying to be successful. So, I would say that my purpose is to do exactly that to show women a level of authenticity that inspires them to tie back into who they actually are and not who the internet wants them to be. Mm -hmm. Do you want your children to be entrepreneurs? No, I want my children to be whatever the hell they want to be. (laughs) Good answer. Really important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Believe it or not, my kids. They want to be entrepreneurs because I think that I've shown them a level of freedom
2: mm-hmm.
1: that they now understand that they can't get from working a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, they've experienced a lifestyle where they understand wealth building. They understand the power of the internet you know mm-hmm. um, they understand freedom and they know that they all have individual gifts so my children were raised a little different because mm-hmm. they were raised around me so they understand that they can monetize their gifts now so they have a different perspective i think that when you grow up and that's all you are taught is go to college work for corporate america go get employed by someone then that is what your heart will desire right mm-hmm. It's almost like if you grow up and your mom has an amazing husband and he treats her good and he caters to her, then you are going to desire to have nothing less than that, right? Successful. He's sweet. He, he treats her good. You you see her dancing in the living room, then you want that, right? Mm -hmm. So my children have seen me have this level of freedom where we can go wherever we want to go, right? And they understand what comes with work. So on the holidays or everyone else is out there shopping, we're actually the person who is providing, right? We, the consumers are coming to us. So their mindset is a little different, but I don't want them to do anything that they don't want to do. I don't tell them, oh, this is what you're going to be. This is what you're going to be. Whatever they come to me with, I have one job. And my job is to help them blow whatever idea that they have up. If my son wants to come to me, he's like, yeah, I want to be an administrative assistant. I'm going to help you be the best goddamn administrative (laughs) assistant that you want to be. If you come to me and you say you want to be an artist, well, let's go get the microphones, right? Let's go get the speakers. My job is to hype you up so much that you believe that you can actually do that thing. That's the only responsibility that I have. I don't want to force my kids into doing anything because I don't want them to resent me later on. So I want to push it on them. I want to say, Hey, what do you want to do?
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. let's do it. My mom was the exact same way. She was like, I will be proud of you if you want to be a garbage woman or, you know, you want to be a cleaner or you want to be a boss, whatever you want to do, do it because you love it and do it with all, all of your heart. And that's what I'll be proud of.
1: Great mom. (laughs) <laughs>
0: great
2: mom <laughs> she was yeah
0: I remember actually as a kid this was funny when she was telling me that she'd tell me that all the time and she was worried that I was too that I wouldn't go after what I wanted I was too soft-spoken and I remember her taking me out on our front porch and her having me practice telling her off <laughs> and her saying, I want you to tell me off and she like swear at me <laughs> wonderful birthday her birthday, July 19th.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, you gotta, she wanted to toughen you up.
0: Yeah, exactly. She
1: wanted to toughen yeah. you up. I can <laughs> see myself doing that. I feel like I kind of, I'm like that with my eight year old. She is, woo, me on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> she hilarious. is so in your face. <laughs> oh, I love that. How old are your kids? So my oldest is 20. His name is Damari. My daughter, she's about to be 18. Her name is Amor. Marvin is my middle kid who is just, he's just a mama's boy. He loves me so much. He'll be 15 on February the 10th. And then I also have Rio who will be nine on March the 26th.
0: Wow. Wow. a big (laughs) girl.
1: Yeah. I got a, I got a whole ready bunch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing.
1: So where can people find your book? Yeah, so they can find my book on Amazon. And the name of my book is From Mopping Floors to Make a Millions on Instagram. And the great thing about my book is, for you guys who are listening to this, is that my book is kind of a combination of my life, but also tips to help you make money online. So you'll get to know me a little bit, but you'll also figure out ways to get your social media presence up and monetize your page a little bit.
0: Wonderful. And where can people find more information about you?
1: So guys, you can find more information about me via my website, ronnieb.com, via Girl as well at girlcoinc.com. Make sure you guys connect with us on Instagram. You can also connect with me by shooting me a text. I'm always texting my people all the time, 202-410-2903. Shoot me a text and let me know if you listened to this podcast and you loved it. I will respond to you. And come follow me on Instagram at Ronnie Brown. There is no I in Ronnie. So it's
0: R-O-N-N-E and brown like the color. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me today.
1: Yes, I love your spirit. You're so like chill, Emily. I have
2: to take your
1: pictures. You would think that you're like, (laughs) but like when you talk to you you're just like so mellow like I just feel like I can just kind of like chill and kick this shit with you like all
0: day by the way (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) thank you so much